Welcome one, welcome all, welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. We're the four Latin horsemen trying to empower you, the individual, with a metaphorical sledgehammer to take down that allegorical wall that has been put in front of us to keep us from the truth. And what is that truth, Neo, a.k.a. Drew? What's up, guys? Um, just the truth that... That we are fucking slaves. That we were born into bondage, into a prison that we cannot taste or see or touch. A prison for your mind. So once again, guys. We're, psychological warfare. Yeah, psychological, spiritual warfare. So we're coming back at you guys. Um, I'm getting more and more confident now in doing this podcast. Um, I think that's the intro I want to stick with. We are the four Latin horsemen. We're just trying to wake people up and empower y'all. Because there's so many things that are stacked up against us to keep us from that truth. And the truth is that we're slaves and we're not empowered. We've been disempowered for, since for thousands of years. We've been disempowered by the people in control. The way they do it is by dividing and conquering people. And the topic we want to talk about today is masculinity and feminism. And how this whole subject has been pushed onto humanity and into the masses to further separate us. Uh, for a while, maybe five years ago, I thought we were at the end of the line toward the methods that the uh, rulers were going to divide us. For the longest time, they've used sex, they've used gender, they've used um, race, they've used um, ideologies, nationality. But now they've jumped into the realm of dividing people by their medical choices. Now you can hate an individual just by him saying, I won't get vaccinated. Every, political views. Mm-hmm, everything's been politicized now. You can't say something without saying, oh, you're for Trump or you're mm-hmm. for Biden. It's all been so polarized and amplified to such a state that we can talk to each other. We have a hard time just uh, having a conversation and listening to each other. But uh, today I wanted to start off with this awesome fucking podcast I listened today. I listened to a podcast called Your Mom's House. And it's, it's a comedy podcast, but today I love the episode because I don't know if y'all know Andrew Tate. He is a UFC fighter. Do you know Andrew Tate? Andrew might know he's more like about him. He's a four-time world champion, and he, he's, he's featured on Fresh and Fit podcasts. Drew, Drew, Drew watches all the fights. He's always at the bar, you know, hanging out, going <laughs> downtown, midtown, uh, hooking up with people and stuff. But yeah, he, he, he invites me to go see the fight. So tell us a little bit what you know about Andrew Tate because well, he's a bad motherfucker. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't done thorough research into Andrew Tate, but his views on, on masculinity and, and, and feminism and just the whole dynamics between male and females and about how it all works out and but not only his opinions but he he states reality he states biolo- biological facts that have been confirmed throughout history and um i watch uh fresh fit podcasts you listen from, to his from podcast? time to time well i don't think andrew tate has a direct podcast but he 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 is he, he's noted for his wisdom, for his understanding, for his clear knowledge. So he is on a lot of He's podcasts. on the scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so I've I've I agree with a lot of what he says. Not everything, but I do agree with with a lot of it of what he says because I mean, how could you dispute with a man who's only stating reality, mm-hmm. not opinions, not his own beliefs, but mm-hmm. he's just stating historical reality, how history has always been. Yeah, and yeah, maybe today things might be a little bit different, but one century can't compete with many 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 historical centuries about how men and women and just about how the whole male and female dynamics have always been throughout history compared to now i mean feminism has been predated to to back into what bro 1970s but mm-hmm. even now it's becoming more mainstream more modern on tv you see more it everywhere. fortified but a, a few years can't compete with biological history about how men and women have always been hardwired for thousands of years yeah okay yeah so yeah that's pretty much a good summary but but andrew tate man i've i've man he, he he's fucking clear as hell yeah i've never been into the whole ufc scene but i heard him and i fell in love with him i got a boner just listening to him <laughs> and what drew was saying yeah this i love this guy because he tells you how it is like he's giving you facts he's not giving you opinions or no. Or um, ideas that he has. He's telling you facts. And if you get offended, that's on you, you know. That's fucking reality. Yeah, that's what I love about him. Like, I feel like that's the spirit of the 90s. Back in the 90s, there was tough love. Mm -hmm. And, like, just trying to get you to do your shit. But they're not like, oh, we're going to hold your hand and and help you do all this. Now he's going to tell you what's the facts. And if you want to conform to him or adhere him or take that information to improve yourself, then that's good. But if you don't, then you're just a little bitch. But I wanted to play this little segment that he did on this. It's a comedy podcast. But he came on here just fucking spitting truth. And I was like, damn, I want to talk about this shit today. So here is Andrew Tate on your mom's podcast, your mom's house, with uh, Tommy Segura and Christina P. Uh, What's up, mommies? Hold your jeans up and tight. Uh, Drew doesn't know what that means. I don't think he listens to them, but... Here is uh, Andrew Tate on the whole COVID thing and on feminism and masculinity. I can find in fighting. So I started beating people up. Did you figure out, because fighting is one of those things that's interesting. You, you know, the younger you start, the better chance you have. So, um, but then it's kind of one of those, like it, with most athletics, you figure out pretty quickly whether you have a skill for it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can try something, you're like, oh, I'm just average at this. Were you a natural fighter? I was good at it right, yeah, away. right away. Yeah, I started when I was like 17. Um, I had, I've had... 87 fights a lot of fights yeah um, have you broken someone's bones i've broken someone's bones i've broken a bunch of bones how does that feel great yeah, yeah. fuck them yeah no seriously like i'm being I don't, serious I don't give the a first fuck. time you broke somebody's bones were you like like was it rad was it like a hunter when they kill a big moose no were you, you know like, now you know what it is so there's a video of you can actually find it if you go to youtube and you look in my highlight reel there's a video of me fighting in macedonia in the world championships i was representing the usa and i fought a german fighter if you type into uh to youtube andrew highlights it'll come up and there's me against a german guy mm-hmm. and when i knocked him out badly seeing him on the floor was that's it the top one seeing him on the floor you'll scroll through you see a guy in german shorts seeing him on the floor was kind of cool <laughs> but you know what was much cooler seeing the look on his wife's face oh, yeah because oh, no. i know she left him 
Wait, you saw your man get beaten the fuck out of. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're going to suck his dick. No. There you go. Here we go. So watch. In, in about uh, 45 seconds from here, you'll see. But yeah, it's primal. Like once you've done fighting, you can't beat anybody at anything else because, oh, I beat him at basketball. Well, who fucking cares? A yeah. ball on the net. Like who gives a shit, right? Beating a dude up is different. Yeah. yeah. So like it, it kind of destroys all other sports because everything else is boring. Absolutely. Yeah. And then a fight, the fight is yeah. like, it's primal. It's the, here we go. Here like we go. you said, there's, there's nothing. There you go. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Look yeah. at his. Strut. Did you see well, yeah. strut? Did but you also... <laughs> the walk away is the best, dude. Yeah, fuck him. He was yeah. like, Boom. Pussy. <laughs> yeah. Now when I go to Germany, they tell me to put the vaccine. You need your vaccine passport. I'm like, listen, you didn't see what I do the last fucking Germany. Talk shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I mean, you know what's funny as well? Because money protects me. Let me tell you, I was in Munich. And the police are walking around. Mask, mask, mask. I pull up to the Kapinski in a fucking Fer a Ferrari 812 Superfast. I walk in I walk in the reception. Sir, would you like a mask? No, I would not. Thank you. Keep walking. And and I know it's that money protects you, right? When you're a big dude walking with confidence, pulling up in a $300,000 car, staying in the penthouse, they're more scared to tell you to do things than if you're just Joe Schmo. I know they shouldn't be, but they are. They are. The yeah. staff are like, oh, who the fuck's that guy? I'll just let him. He doesn't wear one. Just But yeah. the average person, they're over there, mask, 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 yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother, we've walked around and broke every single fucking COVID restriction since the dawn of this shit. <laughs> All of it. We just walk around saying, make me. I'll call the police. Call them. By the time they get here, I'm, I'm bouncing. I'm gone. I was in, I walked into a fucking coffee shop in Germany. I was like, bro, latte. He goes, you need a mask. I said, there's only you and me in here. Are you scared of COVID? He goes, no, but it's the rules. I said, have Germans not yet learned about blindly complying with governments? <laughs> Do you have it? Have you read a history book? No. Oh, but, but, but the, I said, there's no police here. Stop shitting yourself. What are you afraid of? Yeah. But you're such a fucking coward. Make my coffee. No wonder you're a barista, you pussy. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. I had to cuss this German guy out, tell him he's a bitch. Get back in the fucking McLaren. Get a drive through coffee. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's insane. It's fucking insane. It's insanity. It's, and, 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 it's, and it's just male cowardice. And by the way, you are so right about anytime you don't even have to be wealthy to do this if you walk through a place with your shoulders back and your head high you yeah. can it doesn't matter and you just walk with purpose yeah. anybody who tries to give you an instruction if you're just like i don't think so yeah. then they'll be most of the time they'll be like okay i'm not supposed to talk to that person 99 percent <laughs> yeah. of the time and yeah. that's how all this shit ends i said this to someone said to, someone came to me and said what do we actually do about this i said listen don't get kicked off flights don't get put on no fly list no yeah. if you have to wear a mask wear a mask my argument is very simple don't put one on first make them have have to come and tell you. Then say, I don't have one. Make them go and get one. Make them go and bring it back. Then hang it off your ear and still don't wear it. Sir, over your mouth and nose. Okay, then put it on your chin. And just make it so fucking difficult. Yeah. If everyone did that, they'd give up. But no, I see all these good little slaves before they even go in the store finding a mask in their car. I wonder why I'm broke. Because you live inside the slave system. You're living in the slave mine. Dude. You're a peon, a peasant. You're an ant in the fucking ant farm. You don't think for your fucking self. True. It's, it's crazy. But, but the slaves, the slave mentality feels empowered now by canceling people they're envious of, by commenting and wanting to silence people that have an opinion. Correct. So now that, but that is a form of power. Oh, now oh, the slaves have united. But this is what's dangerous about the world. This is what people don't understand. And this is what my society discusses always is that throughout history, the, the, the way humanity got here is that it was the biggest, strongest alphas of society that were in charge of society. Yes. We now live in a world where it's the beta male tech programmers that rule the world. Mm. And if you give a bunch of betas power, they're going to 
abuse it worse than anybody. Have you ever given a weak man power? You see what they do with it? Because mm. they've never felt powerful. You can give me power. We talk about all the shit I do with women on a serious level, right? If a woman trusts me and she gives me power over her in a relationship, I'm going to take her, care of her in every single way. I'm not going to fucking abuse her. I felt powerful my whole life. I kicked the shit out of dudes. I'm not going to hit you. Why would I, right? right? You give a beta male power, look what they do. Because mm -hmm. they've never felt powerful. And men have a nat natural masculine imperative for power. Everything we discussed earlier. We talked about men want status, right? So you give weak men power, they're going to exploit it. And the weakest members of society are now becoming the most powerful members of society. And they can control fucking information. It's the end of the world. <laughs> this is the end of the fucking world. This is not a joke. This is the end of the fucking world. Well, it's the feminization of the world. Absolutely. So, so this is the, going to be, now it's the era of feelings. Everybody's feelings matter. And like you said, the beta male is coming to power. So what's going to happen? Well, what do you see I'll tell happening? you, the feminization of the world is absolutely destructive to the Western world because there's never been a successful matriarchy in the history of humanity. No, there's that's true. What about England? England. No, Queen no. Victoria. Having a female in charge is different than a matriarchy. When I talk about matriarchy, I mean, on average, in the household, the man was in charge. On average, men were in charge of the society on average. You could have a female head of state. But on average, it was the men who were ruling society. The men were in charge of Working and providing women Yeah, no, the women were listening house, to the men on average. Right. That's right. my point, on average. Right, right. right? So I've, I've had this argument with a feminist before. She's like, oh, well, we, we've never tried matriarchies. We've only tried patriarchies, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have been tried. But the problem Bitch. is this. The problem is this. Yeah. The closer you are to the base level of survival, mm -hmm. the more people naturally revert to their gender roles. If, if we were all, if, if 10 men and 10 women were on a boat and they got shipwrecked, the men would instantly start shelter, fire, hunting, yes. and the women would start doing the women things. When you get rid of all the crap and all the society and all the programming, people will revert to their gender roles. The reason we do that is because it gives us the best possible chance of survival. That's why in poor countries where survival is harder, people are closer to their natural gender roles. Totally. Right? Totally. So that makes sense as a whole. So this feminist is saying to me, oh yeah, but we've never tried a matriarchy. So no, I'm sure it's been tried. The problem is, it's very, very difficult to survive under a matriarchy. It's not the natural gender roles. And the matriarchies that did exist in humanity, I'm sure they existed. The reason we don't discuss them is they never even got a chance to create any history because they were fucking decimated by the patriarchies. There is no, what is the statistical odds? Someone at home, some feminist, if you can do some fucking math, you bimbo, work this out. What are the odds of every single society since the dawn of human time all across the planet being run by men? All of them. This is not an idea that could have spread. You had the Aztecs and the Mao dynasty. They didn't fucking talk. These are, this is every single civilization that we can ever possibly name or discover, men were in charge. The reason for that is because all the ones where women were in charge got fucking white out because yeah. they're not competitive. So what happens is, and they lose to patriarchies. So what's going to happen here as we become feminized, as the Western world becomes a matriarchy, as women get more and more influence and power, feminists are fucking walking down the street saying we want the same rights as men. You have more rights than men. There's not a single thing a man can do a woman can't do, but you have a whole bunch of laws in your favor. Yeah. You have more rights than men already. What the, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they say they want to be respected for their ideas and they get their tits out because nobody gives a shit unless they're naked. So they're fucking dumb. The whole point is... The whole point is that the matriarchy that we are creating in the West is no longer going to be competitive in the long run. We are not going to be competitive. And I'm not going to I'm not going to say what the competition is, but whatever the competition is, if men retain control, we are going to fucking lose. This is the world is cyclical. I live in Eastern Europe now, right? Eastern Europe 20, 30 years ago, shithole. Now it's the best place on the planet. California 20, 30 years ago, best place on the planet. Now, shithole. It just takes a long time for reputations to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. People are talking about California because they think it's like the 90s. Yeah, Baywatch. Cool. That's gone. That's gone. It's crack watch. Yeah. Homeless watch. Yeah. That's all they got over there. There now. Tax so watch. yeah, so so as the world catches up and as things change, any any society that retains its patriarchal roots, it's going to outcompete the West. I really do think that the Western world, along with America, is fucking finished. And I think if you have half a brain as a man here in the Western world, you need to get some money. I'll teach you at Hustlers University. Get in a society that understands that, and we teach you how to prepare for it. I'm not trying to change it. I'm just trying to make the smartest move on the chessboard. All right. Pretty well, good stuff. I'm you know Hungarian citizen. Um, I'll be around. Like I'm around the world. Damn. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's Andrew Tate, folks. I got a boner and a tear in my eye right now. That dude, like, talk about having a voice. Like, <clears throat> I started this podcast because 
sometimes I'll be driving, you know, and I'll, I'll be just ranting to myself and I'll get in this rhythm and I'm just like, feel like I'm really speaking truth. But when I'm here recording the podcast, I feel like I have to kind of strain the words out of my mouth. But that do take like he's speaking freely. And I feel I think me and you, Drew, that's one thing we got to work forward. We got to find our voice doing this podcast because right now we're presenting ourselves. But I feel eventually we'll get into the groove where we can just be ourselves, be relaxed and, and come at it a good way. But yeah, what do you think about, about what he said? Um, well, first and foremost, I've always agreed with a lot of the points. Maybe, yeah, you know, even in most of what he brings up about male and female dynamics about what uh, about certain things that masculinity is but I've never heard him solo like this and personally I've I've I kind of don't have a lot of respect for him uh, or just a lot of um, he presented himself different on Fresh and Fit and other podcasts but me I'm asking why are you consistently bragging about your accomplishments why are you bragging about yourself why are you listing okay. stuff like this why are you talking fast why are you talking really loud um but I must say that I agree with a lot of what you say uh Mr. Tate's his points about male and female dynamics have helped me as a 26 year old man um and so forth but um uh, other things that he says and just how he comes across. And this is my first time listening to him solo from uh, different from Fresh mm-hmm. and Fit or just any other podcast having to do with Red Pill content. So now I'm more like, damn, bro, like why uh, why all of this? Why all of that? Why are you? And, and even on those podcasts, too, on, you know, Red Pill content, whether it's dating, fitness, finances, masculinity, I've always... He always does bring about a certain um, a entrance, a, an entrance to himself mm-hmm. that I believe isn't necessarily replicate of who he, of who he really is or or of who he comes across to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, mind you, um, I don't think his his fighting was ever uh, mainstream as uh, UF UFC or as the, the big dogs we know, but then again, we can dispute that. It's, hey, maybe alternative fighting, and especially fighters who have a voice, a red pill voice like Andrew Tate, maybe that's why they're not on mainstream, because Andrew Tate, he, he, he's awake to me, but at the same time, why are you um, so eager and consistent and, and insecure in a way to rapidly boast about something, things that you have done you know but other than the male and female dynamics i've um again he's his his research his voice and clarifying um the difference between what females want and what males want not only that not only dating and marriage but just our roles as and that mr tate doesn't fucking dictate anything it goes back to biology but mr tate and other people out there have the gift. And you can't call it the gift, but just they have the understanding to transparently clarify it in a way where other men did understand it. But now we do because they have the words, the voice to say it about how throughout history, males have always reverted to this role and females have always reverted to this role. 
not because it's dictatorship, but because of our biology, we've naturally succumbed. We've naturally been more... Um, We're wired for certain things. Yes, yes. Yeah, I agree with you too. I guess let's just get that out of the way quickly. Yeah, he does come out as very egotistical, but I think the message is what's important, you know. Uh, he does brag about all the things that he has and that yeah. he fucks a bunch of bitches, but I think, yeah, on the top and the surface, yeah, you could see that as his ego and him being pompous and just uh, inflating himself, but <clears throat> I think that the way he comes off with that strength in his voice and just that co- confidence in himself can give other men, I guess, that, that spark to be like, yeah, man, fuck this. Why the fuck do I have to put on a mask all the time? What do I have to fo- do all these things? What do I have to follow into my roles? And why is it that women, um, they've been given, they've been empowered through feminism and now they seem to have even more rights yeah. than men, like he was saying. Um, even in court, some the, the laws are written in such a way where women get the kids and the property and mm-hmm. the men are usually screwed over, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. The message, the message that's the positivity that I wanted to talk about, that he doesn't give a fuck. He's not going to succumb or comply or bend the knee or just uh, do something because you say it. He understands history. Like he said, he was talking about Germany and how, how Germans not learn to not comply just blindly with government. It takes that attitude of, fuck you, I'm going to, I know my history. I know what I have to do. I know what's right and what's wrong. I'm not just going to comply to your rules because you say so. So I guess this is, will lead us, transition us into this other thing that we wanted to talk about that Drew actually sent me a pretty good link. I was reading up on it earlier today because what we want to start doing is start getting more concise with our episodes and have a topic at hand and and have something that we can riff off of because in the past we've just been improvising and it's cool and all, but I guess as we're growing, I want to start having a, a more legitimate format and more of a show. And in the end, too, Drew, um, I thought about this today. We should end with a segment. I want to call it Good Vibes. You know, end with a positive note or something people can mm-hmm. can take to, to grow or just to smile or just to... to because this shit can get pretty dark, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but, okay, let's talk about this article, Drew. What is it called? And, uh, it's by Lane Goodwin. Um, published March 19, 2018. Um... It's under lanegoodwin.com, Tom, top 10 traits of masculine men. And So first of all, why did you want to bring this, this article up? Because one of the segments, one of the areas of order out of chaos, it doesn't have to, or division, divide and conquer, um, two mottos, two, um, two symbolisms be behind... Uh, Freemasonry and behind um, elitist groups who who are obsessed with power, who are obsessed with control and so forth. Um, it's all about divide and conquer, not just men and women, uh, feminism and toxic masculinity, but Republic, uh, Republicans, conser- uh, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, blacks and whites, cops versus the civilians, mask wearers versus the anti-mask wearers, vaccinations versus those who don't want to get it, and, and so forth. So just polarizing humanity, yes. separating yeah, them. Yeah, separating. Well, because the... I mean, there's many of us compared to a small, select few of them, but... And no one about psychology, um, 
psychiatry and in other in other areas about how humans work, about how we work, um, social engineering, chemical engineering, and so forth, where they're able to have a more um, fortified control uh, of humanity under movies, music, TV shows, um, what we read, and so forth, like that, you know, and. Um, uh, Anton LaVey and other elitists have publicly or they've spoken about how television and radios and other electronics how they give the paveway they provide the 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 path for for people to be under one hive mindset Maybe this is where we get the concept of unplugging from the matrix, unplug your TVs, computers, and so forth, because whenever we unplug from these, we don't hear the mainstream news. We don't hear this one conscious hive mindset that they want us to be under. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the theory, but I mean, for me, it does make sense at naked glance. But even with um, uh, the family unit and male and females, um, it does it does come across to me how wonderful and bro uh you sent me a few quotes uh, a few articles from Ralph Epperson's book the new world order about how and that's in that paragraph you sent me it specifically said women won't be allowed to raise their children they'll be forced to go to work for the state and the state will raise their children and around this time, I remember doing some research into that because that, that really fascinated me. I remember looking at uh, a few interviews of uh, George um, Herbert Walker Bush mm-hmm. around 1991, whenever he did a few interviews before or after the Persian Gulf War. And he had talked about how a woman will be able and comfortable enough to work and how they'll be able to trust in the state that they'll raise their children and so forth. But then again, we got to realize what these vague words, what these vague slogans really mean. We got to question the words and the sentences they use and, and ask, what what do you mean by that? And not just let others get away with, with, with vague concepts because that paves the way for a new conversation. And before we know it, we're under a certain mind spell or a certain mind control that, I mean, so we got to stop and stare and ask and ask questions. And basically, I did my research on that. And I mean, I could only come to find out that, hey, the more children are separated from their mother or father, you know, they don't learn basic masculine traits. They don't learn how... And even from the mothers, they don't learn how to tame their masculinity in a way to use it for good, not be aggressive in, uh, in terms of rape, uh, violence, uh, and so forth. You know, so, uh, so I mean... So before you go into that, I, I totally agree with all that you're saying. I wrote some things down I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> when you were talking about how they were planning to, to have the state raise the child, they're already doing that right now yeah. in schooling through... Uh, free education they're indoctrinating your child to see the world in a certain way and we could also talk about how they've done kids down through schooling and how it's the whole persian method of schooling that was brought over here because they figured out that it's the best way to create factory workers who would just follow orders but other than that you were also saying how 
they got the women to start working. <clears throat> and think about it, too. That's also genius because before they were only taxing the men who were working. But when you get the women into the workforce, now you can also double tax them, get more money from the family. So they're kind of using us like batteries uh, with, with income, like the Matrix. Basically, they're using us to extract wealth. <clears throat> and then you were also saying something about how um, the kids, they're being taught by the school and also take that with the idea that in the past, children uh, grew up in a community, uh, in a tribe, and school was basically all the children would be in one major class, and they all learn from each other. They learn how to talk with older kids, and the older kids learn how to take care of the little kids, and there was kind of a camaraderie. Sure, there was some bullying, but the community kept everything in check. Everything was cohesive and, and close, and this is what I talk about sometimes when our society is just run so disorganized where cops patrol areas that they don't live in so they automatically are quick to just pull out a gun and kill somebody or or come in with certain ideas because they don't know these people but imagine we had societies or communities in which the the doctors and the nurses and the teachers and all the essential workers live within that community then that way these people would feel more of a a pressure or more of a, a just inner inner emotion that says, hey, this is my community. I'm going to do my best. Not like some teachers who work at different, at different um, schooling districts and could care less about the kids. But yeah, I mean, I think it's all, all of this is being designed. It's called social engineering and it's all being done on purpose. We think that everything that's in front of us is just a coincidence or just a happenstance, but there's a lot of think tanks and a lot of groups of people who sit down in big tables and and talk about how they're gonna steer humanity and they could they could care less about how they how they structure communities there's no thought put into how do we uh design this community to maximize its output and and make the best people in society it's just like fuck them just build homes and straight lines and uh, who cares if they know their neighbors? Who cares that they have a center square where they can meet and communicate and have ideas? But, okay, let's... I'm just ranting now. Let's go ahead and start with your uh, article, Chris, because it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, tell, so it's a list, basically, of things, of the top traits that masculine, strong men have. And uh, it's, it's sad that we kind of have to do this because a lot of kids, like I said, the, the family unit has been broken up. There's no strong male alpha leader telling men how to how to prepare for life or how to really set a roadmap for their life so so we're gonna give some of these that are like obvious but let's just talk about them and see what, what we can come up with and again this is from um uh lanegoodwin.com um published march 19th 2018 and um again these aren't the top 10 must have, or these aren't the top 10 principles, or these aren't published. These aren't fucking concrete or concise. These aren't, um, I mean, there's many people who've written articles about this. So these aren't like the top 10 traits every man must know. This is nothing like that. This is simply a guy that I don't know who in the fuck he is, but he's giving his opinion and these opinions I resonate with. Um, but, but these are in no way placing anybody all. on a fucking platform or these aren't any, yeah uh, these are just something that I shared with Juan and hey bro we we uh, let's include this 
So anyways, Lane Goodwin, um, he starts off saying there are two kinds of people, men and women. And guys, a, a, a lot of uh, liberalism, um, maybe those involved in, in the Democratic Party, um, they have a problem with this. This whole black and white men and women. Now there's many genders, right? One mm-hmm. uh, uh, pansexuals, asexual. I wonder women. how many there are. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, and, and hey, from a psychological point of view, we don't know what these people are going through, whether it's mentally or not. So, you know, we have to share in that understanding. But we can't compromise sanity. We can't compromise mathematics. We can't compromise biology. What's right is what's right. What's wrong is what's wrong. No matter how bad you feel about it, you know, so... Anyways, if you are a man, you should be masculine. If you are a woman, you should be feminine. He says, masculinity and femininity are both good. Masculinity is good for men. Femininity is good for women. Men being masculine and women being feminine is good for mankind. And again, guys, this is how we work towards this original world order. This is how we work towards uh, an established, adaptive beneficial society whenever we're all doing our roles whether you're a lawyer or garbage man a doctor or a server we are we all have our roles to play in society in order that society functions as a whole we all have roles to play anyways he he goes on to say a masculine man is an asset to his community and family whereas a feminine man is a liability Masculinity isn't toxic. All the modern comforts we enjoy are the fruits of masculinity. And it's no wonder how we have uh, uh, a lot of leftists or liberal media claiming that the inherent natural traits in men are are toxic. Aggression, assertion. Um, There are slogans they've made up, bro. Uh, Man spreading whenever a man is sitting down and he spreads his legs, whatever that's mm-hmm. called man spreading. Whenever a man is taking control and being assertive and explaining his point of view, that's called mansplaining. Mm-hmm. You know, if if a woman asks for directions, hey Juan, hey Andrew, hey Chris, or Pete, hey Pete, where is the directions to uh, yada yada? A, a, a man, you know, giving her directions supposedly that's called mansplaining. <laughs> Oh man spreading, mansplaining, and what else? Man, uh, a lot of other terms that leftists, feminists, and liberals use um, that cloud their emotions. That they're not really being log- logical about, and it is true what this what this article says. A lot, everything that we enjoy today in modern society is the root, is the fruit of traditional masculinity. The houses that we live in, um, whether we're in social marketing, the buildings that we work in, um, the cars, uh, the phones, the clothes, the food, everything manufactured, that's all the root of men putting in labor. Um, so masculinity is what makes a man different than a woman. So here's one trait that that masculine man must have. You, you are fully responsible for the direction of your life. If you aren't controlling the direction of your life, other people who don't have your best interests at heart are controlling it. Men are problem solvers. 
passively waiting for things to happen is feminine. You should take full responsibility for each and every one of your needs and problems. Are you poor? It's your responsibility to make money. Women can marry a rich, a rich man and shortcut the required work to get rich, but you don't have that option. Are you fat? It's your responsibility to lose fat. Women may complain, and again, we talked about this. Women, women may complain that men should desire curvy women or rationalize their obesity with bullshit slogans like body positivity. They will even find supporters for their avoidance of responsibility. But men can, can't can do that. Nobody gives a shit about men. And that's true, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, as men, bro, um, uh, uh, we can't... Uh, we can't... You're either a rich, yeah. ugly fuck or you're a, you're a poor, handsome-ass fuck. It's like you have to yeah. have something that's of value. You can't just be a regular Joe Small. Yeah. Like women, you could value any woman, but men, they have to have something to offer. Like you were telling us last time, Drew, I think this was after we turned off the podcast. You were telling us that they don't give a fuck about men. Mm-hmm. Something about Chris Rock, uh, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Yeah, that- men are only loved under the condition that, that they provide for yeah. Something, but one thing about it, bro. Um, and, and if, if you had daughters, right, mm-hmm. and if you were to die, you would have a more peaceful mindset knowing that hey, your daughter's husbands, their boyfriends, or whatever, mm-hmm. they have a good job that they'll provide for your daughters. Mm-hmm. N- not, not saying that your daughters and aren't ambitious mm-hmm. enough or can't provide for themselves, but on the balance of probability statistically proven a male has a better chance and fucking higher 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 chance of being that dominant role model mm-hmm. the provider than a woman has and every man knows this deep down inside so you would the first question you would ask your, your daughters once they grow up and reach that dating age and you know once they have having boyfriends and you meet them and stuff mm-hmm. you ask hey so what kind of job does it work mm-hmm. is he masculine enough to protect and provide for my daughter but does he also have a good side where where he's able to tame that masculinity and not emotionally verbally or or physically abuse my daughter because yeah some people speculate that's how the whole feminism feminism movement started that hey uh, a lot of toxic you know quote unquote toxic men were taking advantage of their financial status the fact that they had the advantage over women in finances and physicality and so forth, so they were abusing their woman. Something like that, that should have been tolerated by no means. Mm-hmm. But a good man... See, I believe the problem with, with, our, with today's society is that we don't have enough good masculine men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Andrew yeah. was saying. And that's yeah. what's led to this point. Who use their masculinity for good mm-hmm. to protect the vulnerable vulnerable from bullies and to protect and provide for for their woman yeah this is my my favorite quote from Einstein is the only thing that is needed for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing Mm -hmm. and that's basically what he was saying in this passive man it's a problem Mm -hmm. this first point that you're talking about responsibility us men are responsible for everything that's occurred in the whole world Mm -hmm. meaning with this whole COVID shit if real men were out there they would say fuck this we're we're just trying to provide for our family if we get sick we're we get sick it's fine i'm willing to go through that risk but we have a bunch of pussy ass men we're just bending the knee and just following whatever the media says and and guys a, a lot of that is happening but mainstream media isn't reporting on these protests happening all around the world but these men our brothers who share in our beliefs and our mindsets who, who believe that hey this shit isn't right 
I'm not fucking conspiracy theorists. I just know logically this isn't right. They need help. They need our help. They need they need other men to stand up and say, hey, yeah, you know what? This isn't right. I'm going to protest with you too. Mm-hmm. Like this could all end, like Drew said, uh, Andrew Tate said, this would all end today if every man stood up mm-hmm. and grabbed their balls and said no. And I always say no or stop are the most powerful words in the universe. Because in the universe, everything's constantly moving, constantly changing. But the human mind and the human consciousness and the human being is the only one who could intervene and put a stop to it. Humans could stop the river by building dams. We could stop fires by putting them out with water. We have the capability and the responsibility, like this first point says, to, to take action and take action by saying no and stop. This will end here now. So what's the next so another thing he says, um, um, and I, I want to clarify too how emotions or feminine energy use emotions first compared to men. We use logic first. You know, one, if I see you getting fat, bro, or, or if I see you not, <laughs> not, not on your game, I would tell you straight up because I know you can handle the truth, yeah. the cold hard truth. But women, it seems like their girlfriends tell them, hey, don't worry, girl, pot, uh, body positivity. <laughs> No, they kind of sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. and men who men who don't who don't agree with them are called uh, called toxic mm-hmm. or misogynist and so mm-hmm. forth. But anyways, number two, uh, men are made, women are born. Oh shit! Um, um, uh, women are born with value. Uh-huh. Men must create value. Damn. Want to think about it, bro? Do you agree that in some part? Women could go inside a bar to a club and they could say, "Hey guys, who wants to fuck? I'm down to fuck." And men, oh yeah, will will line up. Yeah. But for me and you, no matter who Brad Pitt or or, or, <laughs> or, or, or fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, uh-huh. we gotta prove game. We, yeah, that- we gotta sweet talk. We gotta have some type of game mm-hmm, status. Mm-hmm. We we gotta prove ourselves. Women don't have to prove themselves. They're mm-hmm. women. They they got a vagina. Mm-hmm. They're easily able to get laid. But women, they feel they've won. Whenever a man could commit to them in, in a relationship, uh-huh. men feel they won whenever they just get laid. Mm-hmm. But men must create value. Women are born with value. Yeah. We would take Titanic, for example, one, or, or, or in a situation like this. Children come first, women come second. Yeah. Men, Last. fuck it, guys. We're just fucking fan for ourselves. <laughs> one, whether me and you are in the house, your house right now, a building or whatever, uh-huh. if a gun shooter comes in, if me and you were good masculine men, we would first gather the children, women to safety. Mm-hmm. If fucking one, me and you and, and other like-minded men out there, we'll just have to fucking try to figure out how to take down this robber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as long as we know that the, the children and women are safe. Why? Because we need women to prolong society. Mm-hmm. But women need men to... Protect them. Yes. Yeah. There's an old uh, Cherokee quote. It says, uh, a man's duty... Ah, fuck, I need to look for it because I don't want to fuck it up. But it goes something along the lines of a, a woman's duty is to let a man uh, sp- connect with his um, spiritual self. And a man's duty is to protect the woman so she can walk freely on the earth. So, uh, fuck it, let's go continue. What were you- so, men have to master things. Women get free rights. Don't get angry at women for having it easy. Women can't afford to spend years on mastery because their fertility declines rapidly after the age of 25. I didn't know that. I thought it was about 30. 
men are equipped with the necessary raw material to achieve mastery, but it's up to the man himself to process the raw materials to build up a great man out, out of himself. Damn. There's no free lunch for a man. A man who doesn't strive for mastery is bound to remain a man-child. Confidence is forged through mastery. Mastery is achieved through self-improvement. Anyways, number three, rationality. The truth is the truth whether you acknowledge it or not. If you know the truth, you can make it work for you. If you ignore the truth, it will come to bite your ass. Women can't handle the truth. That's why they are into nonsense things like astrology. And in one, <laughs> hey, bro. But there's hey, something guys, to it, though. Yeah, there's I, science behind it. But I, hey, guys, I'm just saying this. Being a single guy, a bachelor guy, every single woman I talk to in the first initial stages of our, you know, getting to know each other. According. They always bring up, so what sign are you? <laughs> but, <laughs> what do you? I told Chris and I told Pete this. But hey, just like we said, guys, I... I researched it, astrology and mystics, the ancients, they were into this, like, back in the ancient times. I think there's something there to it. There is science to it, but still, though, it, it's just how, they, they how, can, how men are more concrete and logical about things. Like, fuck your sign. Like, I'm not going to allow something to dictate who I am. Yeah. But women are like, what's your sign? Like, literally, bro, the last... I don't know how many girls I've talked to, they've always said this in the initial stages of reaction. So what's your sign, by the way? Mm-hmm. You know, that's like one of the first things they want to know. No, look, I get exactly what you're saying, Drew. But you also have to come to it. I think what we fail to see is the, the woman's perspective. Because all of this stuff, of course, it makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. we don't want to sound like we're just shitting on women. Because no, no. we need women, are, in my opinion, they're more important than men in, so, in some aspects. Because they nurture and create the future. We're, we're men, we're just protecting the present and the future as well. But they're the ones nurturing and creating the kids. But um, you were just saying something about how they go all about uh, astrology. But women, w- women get pregnant when then when they fuck, they're the ones that get stuck with the children. So they have to, they have to really assess a man and and try to mm-hmm. see through him and see what he's about and see if he's gonna be there to protect her when she's pregnant. Because we can just uh, for the family. Yeah, yeah, we can just run and gun and screw all these women's and run off and be late. We have no responsibility. We can just move on. But a woman, she's stuck with that. So I, I see it in the sense that yeah, they're trying to see your sign because they're trying to read you and trying to say, man, are you just not gonna just fuck me and leave and and leave mm-hmm. me vulnerable. So like you said, it's all biology. And men too have to be really selective because um, there's a saying out there that says women fear getting uh, manhandled and raped by a man, but men fear getting their egos bruised or they fear getting married to a whore who, mm. who's, who, who, who whenever they have their baby, that's not their baby, that's Damn. the baby of another man. So men, men have to be selective in a woman's past, but women have to be selective in a man's potential future. Oh, shit. Men care about a woman's past. Women care about a man's future. Mm-hmm. A, a woman, all she has to do is not, is not worry about getting a label as a whore, but men have to worry about not getting called a pussy, a bitch, or a loser, mm-hmm. or a bum, or not making enough money. Mm-hmm. In other words, this guy even said in his article... Women try to be masculine, masculine, but men are already feminine. It's much easier to be feminine than it is to be masculine. That takes work. And courage and strength. That takes uh, mastery. That takes practice. Um, no, but uh, haven't you also heard that sometimes women, like whenever 
I've heard this story several times that say a child's in danger in a, like under a car or something heavy. A yeah. woman, if she really fucking like a mother, she can pull the strength to pick up a mm-hmm. car or to pull a kid out of a burning house. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit. I feel like that kind of strength and like having a child. I don't know if a man could go through such pain like that. Because men are little bitches. Even when I get sick, I complain a lot. But maybe that's just me. But c- no, continue. no, no, that, that's that's. But imagine what men go through whenever they have to protect their kids and their girl. Yeah, I guess. And and we got to realize the probability of that because I've heard of scenarios like that too. And that's the saying, the 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 belief that women are protective over children, but men are protective over children and their wives and, and themselves their, and their girls. Yeah. So anyways, number three, rationality. Um, yeah, so I've already went through this. Women f- often... Women can't handle... Uh, well, let's just sum it up. To, I, I, I kind of looked into it. Women are more naturally tend to the emotional side. And, and men are more tend to the rational side. Because, like Drew says, we're thinking, we're with math, we're hunting, we're trying to project things. And women are more at home, nurturing and, and taking care of and... And preparing food and stuff like that. So I think it's all with our gender and our biology. But yeah. and we're probably going to get roasted on yeah. this episode. No, f- <laughs> that one. I mean, like I said, bro, True. we're not a podcast that, that's politically correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. We're, we're not about that. I mean, th- this article that I sent you, it's, it's, it's not politically correct. Mm-hmm. If I said this, women are sex objects. Uh, men are success objects. That sounds fucking bad, but in all due reality, look at reality, bro. Mm-hmm. Me and you want men where we're only tools for men. Men are all the disposable sex. Women are all the protected sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to me, it takes maturity to understand this. It takes looking into reality. To mm-hmm. It's not about men and women competing with each other. It's about men and women complementing each yeah. other. And this is why the powers that be... People in power are dictating a war between men and women, mm-hmm. blacks and whites, mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, mm-hmm. uh, mask wearers and those who don't yeah. want to wear a mask and so forth. It's, it's all about division, but we're not trying to compete. Mm-hmm. It's men and women complement each other. Mm-hmm. You are attracted to what you aren't one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and your wife is it's attracted to what she's not. Mm-hmm. And whenever the both of y'all work together, a man and woman work together, they can create a good future, a good family, good kids. Uh, a man who knows his, his mask, who, who knows his masculine side, but knows how to tame it, and vice versa. Same thing for a woman. It's all about order. Yeah, and you know, we're talking about that and bringing it back to fucking uh, astrology. Me and my wife, our signs are like directly opposite of each other. And we're, and in reality, we are. My, me and my wife are so different, but it's weird how, like Drew says, we complement each other. She feels the things in my life that I, I don't have, and I feel some of the things that she lacks. So we kind of like, it's like a jigsaw puzzle type of piece. And that's what I think uh, this is all lead, leading down toward really knowing who you are and really knowing what you need in your life or what you're lacking and and seeking that out and not just getting with any any woman because she has a vagina, but actively knowing yourself and actively knowing what you're going for and not just blindly fucking sticking your dick in anything. But let's continue, Drew. Uh, so number four, uh, strength. Um, men have ten. 
20 times more testosterone than women. Testosterone helps men to be muscular and strong. Nobody cares if a woman is physically weak because nobody expects women to be physically strong. And that's not saying that women aren't. We got Ronda Rousey. We got a lot of strong women out there. But on a balance of probability, universally speaking, men outweigh. Just like what Jordan Peterson said, some women could beat up some men, Mm -hmm. but most men could beat up most women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's, we're going to pause here and save this Just so we can keep on going Because it's almost nearing the hour Okay, so we're right back And I, I get you, Drew But I think the weird thing The idea that I just got in my head right now About strength is that Yes, men are physically stronger But in my head, I think women are, physic- are emotionally stronger I read this somewhere a long time ago That they did a study That it takes men Let's see, how did it go? Oh, it takes men a long time to get over a breakup Mm-hmm. And it takes women a very short time. Certain breakups, yeah, certain soulmates, certain lovers. But then again, women cry a whole lot more. Women, they're they're a whole lot more emotional. But they are at first, but then they can let go. A mm-hmm. man, it takes them a long time yeah. to let go yeah. of that, and they'll have that. Like you said, they hurts their ego because lovers imprint on uh, female lovers imprint on a man quicker, faster, and and mm-hmm. yeah, I read that study too, man. How how women. Uh, um, they can bounce back from, from a relationship yeah, quicker. a whole lot quicker, yeah. easier. I mean, for like widows, for example, uh, I forgot the study that I read or this book. I think I'm listening to an audio book uh, a few weeks ago. I forgot. But uh, the author was stating that you hardly hear of a female widower babbling on and on and on about her dead husband years after he died. Quickly, she moves on, marries another man, and hey, all is good. But for the man, oh yeah, he stays. <laughs> <laughs> he's always yeah, bringing her bro. up. I mean, even though he marries, he, he still has that mark, yeah. that strain on his soul. Oh, yeah. So yeah, bro, I, I've read <laughs> numerous studies about how women bounce back quicker and easier. Mm-hmm. But but that's not the only emotional side. We're talking about the whole emotion. I mean, basically, women speak with emotions first, then logic. Men speak with logic first, then emotions. Mm, oh yeah, women. Damn. You know, in order to be say that again. Say that again. Men. What? Men speak with logic first, then emotions. Okay. Women speak with emotions first, then logic. In any argument or debate, bro. If you hear a woman speak, they say, "I feel like this and that." Uh huh. But women say, "Men say, I think like oh, this and that." Oh shit! Where'd you read that? Uh, Fresh and Fit podcast. Really? And, and Andrew Tate was was on was on them too. Oh, so shit. that's how I learned about Andrew Tate. Mm. And Fresh and Fit, I, I agree with a lot of what they say, but then again, I don't. But but they've helped. Um, they've definitely have, have have contributed to my knowledge on male and female dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty good. But uh, you know, I, I'm kind of you know still, yeah, that, still skeptical. That's, that's the thing also that comes with this whole researching and investigating thing is that. You may find some information, but you can't, like somebody writes an article, but you don't have to necessarily, just because you like something that somebody said doesn't mean that you agree with everything they say. Yes, yeah, it takes consciousness. Yeah, some people say that, oh, you you like Andrew Tate? Don't you know he's also talking about women and shit like this, talking shit? Aren't you, you're a piece of shit too? But no, like, no, yeah, he does say some good things and then he says some crazy things too. So you have to learn how to differentiate and pick the good out of out of the stack. So what? Oh, 
This is we're still on the emotions. So so just like what this guy said right now, mental strength is also a male territory. Women can easily cry and fold under pressure. Masculine mentally strong man can withstand pressure. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. A mentally weak man is soft. He's he appeases, apologizes, and asks for permission. That's pretty good. Um Anyways, number five, courage, risk taken, boldness, decisiveness, adventurousness, and taking action are all masculine qualities, all of which require courage. Masculine men are risk takers. Women don't like taking risk. Uh, risk, uh, risk taken is a must for anybody who wants to achieve any kind of freedom, including financial freedom. Um, Uh, number six, self-reliance. Um, masculine men take action. Women wait. Nothing will fall into a man's lap. Uh, a masculine man should always be self-reliant. Women run to other men or authorities to solve the problems, but men cannot do that. It's a strategy that works only if you are a woman. Nobody cares about the problems of men. Don't wait for the authorities or the politicians to solve your problems. Solve your own problems by yourself. Uh, seven, persistence. Um, success is not an event, it's a process. Persistence is an absolute must to achieve uh, financial freedom. Women have a limited shelf life. So they can't afford to persist for years to reach their goals. Women reach their goals indirectly through men. And I think what he means by that, bro, is fertility rates, right? A lot of most men choose women based off of their youth, femininity, mm -hmm. femininity and fertility rate. Mm -hmm. um, Have you heard of this thing where guys like older women, like really older women, like yeah. 50 plus? But then again, the, the percentage of that is... Do you think that's real? Because it I could saw, be real, yeah. I saw because something then like again, that. not not all men fit into the whole traditional masculine narrative. Not all men do. That's impossible. Hmm. But we're speaking in terms of probability and, and being general. Okay. That most men fit into this category. Eighty percent of men fit into this category. Because look, I was on Snapchat. They have these fucking random. You don't have Snapchat. No. I, I applaud Drew because he has no fucking social media, which I can't believe. It's 2021 and he still doesn't have social media. He's probably the last motherfucker. But I was watching on Snapchat. They have they have these like random stories of like weird couples, and I've already seen like two or three. And I don't. And I think this is all probably just things that they put out there to like mess with people's minds. But they have this one guy. He's like 20 years old and he's dating like this 70 year old woman. 70? Yeah, bro. And they're like, yeah, like he's fucking super young and the lady's really super old and they're like. He's, like, really kissing her. I'm like, bro, I don't know if that's fucking real. But I don't know. I, I've never okay. been. But if we were to be logical about this, <clears throat> that 27-year-old probably doesn't have a lot of options with women. The only so, thing, yeah. So he's settling down. He was kind of fucked up in his face. Men, <laughs> most men who, who can get laid or who, who have a lot of options, who in their right mind would settle down with the 70-year-old? 
That's probably his only. Uh, that's probably the only girl who's ever given him attention. I was thinking that, but then the only, the only, only other explanation that came up to my mind was that he's trying to work that will. You know, he's trying to get her, get her money when she dies or something. But like, <laughs> I can't fucking see it. Like, dude, I, what, what? It's not attractive. Mm-hmm. It, it must be something mental. He says she's a really great personality, but I don't know how great of a personality she has to have to. But anyways, I mean, it, it, it all goes back down to our ancestry, right? We all want to prolong our genes, our DNA, impregnate a woman and prolong our offspring. And that comes down to, I guess, you know, us men, we biologically perceive that a younger woman has a, a higher, higher fertility rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how, what does he see? How does he see that in an older woman? There's no chance. Exactly, exactly. But then again... That's only a few select <coughs> percentage of men. Yeah, it's probably just a rare Most instance. men, I mean, youth, femininity, that's a universal desirable trait mm-hmm. in women. That, that's, that's been throughout the ages. Older women can't necessarily compete with younger men. Mm-hmm. It's often said that men age like fine wine and women age like fine milk. Oh, what the fuck? That, Explain that. The basis of that is because whenever men age, hey, you see a lot of older men dating younger women. Mm-hmm. You see the leftist liberal media uh, casting down Brad Pitt or, or, or uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. for being old, but dating 20-year-old models. Mm-hmm. And breaking you, up with you, them you, as soon as they're 25. You, younger women, are they don't care about dating older. Uh, Hugh, whatever his name is. Hugh from, Hefner? From, yeah. You see this guy was with younger women. He had a girl every month. You know? But then again, these... Because a man's looks isn't prioritized compared to a woman. Women care about a man's status, confidence, Mm -hmm. and so forth. But men, we age like fine wine compared to, hey, gray hairs and all that. Hey, you know, but, but the more we move up corporate ladder or move up status, we get more valued. Because our value comes from... Are what we, we can, can generate, what we can generate and provide. But women's value comes from the femininity, youth, and fertility. And science says that whenever a woman turns, this article says twenty five. I thought it was over thirty. Mm-hmm. But whenever a woman reaches reaches a certain age, her 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 fertility rate drops down, mm-hmm. and her skin doesn't look as youthful. And so forth. And not just that, but men judge women based off of their uh, purity. Mm -hmm. Younger women are most likely to have less men than older women. Mm -hmm. Older women often come with what baggage and more men and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. they're more, they might be more just, um, um, more to handle. Yeah. Younger women are still fresh and so forth. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, gentlemen, this is why we see, um, I mean, um, this is completely uh, pedophilia. This is completely wrong. I'm not saying this, but um, this is why we see a lot of what's going on in Hollywood right now. How these people in power are using their power to prey on, on younger, vulnerable women. Mm-hmm. You know, guys. Um, so anyways, but that does make sense to me. Um it, it does make sense to me that women and men reach their primes at certain different certain levels in, in their lives, and guys, that's not being uh, misogynist. That's being that's being realistic. Mm-hmm. 
that's just being realistic. I'm bound to make more money whenever I get older. It's more in my prime, more mature. I might have more muscle. But women, they're historically and universally speaking, they're more judged for the parity, youthfulness, femininity, their looks. And their looks decrease as the more they age. This is why women don't like talking about their age. This is why it's, it's, it's considered rude to ask a woman about her age because women don't like that. This is why women, whenever they talk about their sex life, they tend to lie down. They tend to... They Lower tend the to, number. Yeah, women, men tend to lie up because we know from a bi- biological standpoint that, hey, it does make us look more better. It does increase our sexual value. But for women, they know that them being whores isn't necessarily a good indicator of their sexual value. Mm-hmm. Women are are more attractive whenever they're pure, whenever um, you know they, they, they say themselves regarding sex because no man feels special whenever a girl has given herself over to, to every other man. Mm-hmm. Men... Like a whore. Yeah, exactly. So exa- uh, number seven, persistence. I guess <laughs> we, we went through that. Um, number eight, co- uh, competency. Lots of men support sports teams because they, they love competency. If their favorite sports team wins, they derive pleasure as if they won a victory by themselves. The reason for men's addiction to video games is the same. Men love to compete with other men and win. Women can fake supporting sports teams or video game addictions, but it's not real. They actually don't give a damn about sports or video games. <laughs> they do it for attracting the attention of men. Mm-hmm. Like Supporting, they are, yeah. <laughs> women, I used to date, uh, well, not me. I've heard uh, that women will pretend to like, like soccer and like pretend to, to play video games. But once you're dating them for like two months, they're like, fuck that. I don't want to do any of that shit. <laughs> they're just using it to reel you in. Yeah. So don't fall yeah. for it, guys. Uh, supporting sports teams or playing video games are great ways for a man to waste his masculine potential. He is squandering his innate desire to compete and win with virtual preoccupations, which don't have any tangible real-life benefits. Um, a masculine man channels his need to compete and win to real-life activities, which have net positive benefits to enhance his well-being. Number nine, discipline. The army is the most striking example of a place where the power of discipline shines. Not to mention, um, the army is preoccupied by mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this guy says it too. It's no coincidence that armies are have always been male dominate, dominated spe- uh, uh, species. War is a life and death situation, and the undisciplined army is bound to lose the war. Mm-hmm. You would not get things done. Um, number 10, the last is honor. Have you ever heard of the phrase, she is a wound of her word? A wound? No. Have you ever heard of the phrase, she is a woman of her word? Oh, no, no. No, it's about being a man of your word. Yeah. Me neither. Women make their minds through their emotions. Mm-hmm. Since emotions are fleeting, they constantly change their minds. I want to eat here. I want to eat there. <laughs> it's not regular council, bro. So let's be cool. Damn. Right? You have heard the phrase, he is a man of his word, uh-huh. though, right? Uh-huh. 
A masculine man is a man of his word. A man who can't keep his word is not a real man. He is an embarrassment to himself, his family, and his community. Damn. Honesty, sincerity, loyalty, and integrity are all honorable masculine traits every man should have. Um, and so, yeah, this author is listing sources and links towards his points of views. Where, you know, since, since we're talking about him, I think we, we should give him credit. Um, how to be a superior man. Do you really take responsibility, responsibility for your life? 21 ways to stop being an inf- infeminate modern man and be more masculine and so forth. So this is an article I sent to Juan uh, earlier today and since we were getting to the subject about um, that divide and conquer between um, the family unit and what that means for community, for society. Uh, again, this is waging war too, but again, kids aren't aren't Boys aren't learning masculine traits and women aren't learning feminine traits. Women aren't learning what it means to be hand, uh, raised or they're not learning what a masculine man really is. Mm-hmm. So they settle down for mm-hmm. an abusive man or a feminine man, but they're not really satisfied too. You know? Yeah, and that's why I guess we'll start closing up. But yeah, man, as a father, I've been really thinking about this stuff and how I want to... I, I need to be the best man possible to teach my, my daughters to see what they need to look for in a man. You know, if I'm, that, that's, the, that's how they engineer all of this. They take the men away from the house. Like Drew was saying in the other episode, that they make men look stupid on TV so that when kids are watching this, they grow up thinking, oh, the men, they don't know anything. How can we rely or trust them? And this is all being programmed into women. They empower women. And I want to talk about this post that I put on my account, Truth in Media. Go follow me on Instagram. Um, it's a it's a it's a meme, and it's a picture. It's two girls. It's the same girl, but one is before feminism, and the one the one next to it is after feminism. And here are the traits of of a woman before she becomes a feminist. She's happy inside. Yeah. She she smiles when somebody compliments her. She lives a normal life. She values morals and fidelity. She has a boyfriend. She will raise a family. And now next to that picture is the same girl, but in the first picture before feminine, she has a dress, she has curly hair. She's more masculine, more boyish. No, no, no. We're talking about the before feminism. The, the, the girl before feminine, she looks like a girl. She's wearing a dress. She has curly hair. She has makeup on, like classic. But the one where she becomes a feminine, she has short hair. Mm-hmm. She dyed it. She has earrings, tattoos. And this is common. You notice when you see a, you, you see a, a yeah. woman in public like that, and you'll see, okay, she's probably a feminist. She looks more guyish. <laughs> yeah, she looks more... So on the picture on the right, she looks more like a male. And these are the traits of a, of a feminist. She's angry. It's totally the opposite of what the first one was. She's angry inside. She thinks she's being raped when somebody compliments her. She's always on the lookout for oppression. She's a proud slut. She hates men, and she won't raise a family. So, you know, it's... Diff- directly in opposite to the previous one. It's like, so this is how you begin to divide a family. You have women who don't really want to stick to the traditional roles and, and raise a family and keep a close family unit. And, and this is what I wrote under it. I'm always for empowering people and raising consciousness. However, the feminist movement was instrumental in dividing the masses even more. 
With feminism, you begin disintegrating the family unit. A strong family, a strong family unity has a strong leader and supporters, with a male on top. By destroying the family, you extinguish any opposition to the new world order. And this is exactly what we're trying to talk about. That this is not a coincidence or just a happenstance. This has been designed and pushed for by the people in control to further divide us and segregate us. And by destroying the family, you no longer have a cohesive group where the male is like, well, what is all this shit going around the world? No, we're not going to do that. We're not taking the vaccine. We're not going to comply. And the fam- a strong family listens to the, to the head and says, okay, we're with you. We're also going to support you. But when you have a strong feminist that says, what the fuck do you know? You don't know shit. You're an idiot. Didn't you, um, didn't you do this or that? But, okay, Drew just pulled something up. So, so I remember you sent this to me too, bro. You posted this on your page. Uh, it's from Ralph Epperson's book, The New World Order. Um, maybe I cropped it wrong. I don't know. But I can't see the page or the paragraph or the chapter. But anyways, there's an excerpt in this book that reads, The New World Order will include changes in the family. Homosexual marriages will be legalized. Parents will not be allowed to raise their children. The state will. All women will be employed by the state and not allowed to be homemakers. And one, uh, haven't you read articles, bro, or leftist liberal propaganda that these strong independent women are, are criticizing or shaming women for being homemakers or housewives. Mm-hmm. They're even making women against the time, women, bro. And, and, and women ought to, they ought to be offended that these, that this feminist movement who claims to be for them, they're actually telling them to be feminine women, to be what you women you really are. is useless. You guys got to be more like men, mm-hmm. but that's quite the opposite. To be feminine woman is empowering in its own way. It's good for society. It's good for men. It's what helps tame a man. It's often said that masculinity initiates, but femininity maintains. Mm. It, it all contains a male's masculinity. Jordan Peterson once said that woman's highest sexual fantasy desire, if you Google it, and you know, if you see what women search on Pornhub, is that... They have a fantasy where they can uh, confront a highly monstrous beast of a masculine man, but but they tame him just like uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, mm. Twilight, mm. or or other movies like that. Where like this man's a monster, but their female energies they tame them, they 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 make that man a more civilized man. They fix him, but you know they get aroused by masculine energy, but. Mm. I think I read somewhere too that you know a lot of convicts, serial killers out there in prison, they receive a lot of letters, and these people are on death row. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They receive a lot of letters by, by women who want to. I, I, I want you to fuck my brains out, you know, <laughs> you know. But hey, if these women were, you know, if they had some logic, hey, fuck my brains out, but I know I can't get married to you. Mm-hmm. You're you a husband material, <laughs> but. Woman plays good husband material in terms of a nice man, too. So it's basically the, the combination of those two traits, mm-hmm. a masculine man with that type of potential. But uh, uh, Richard Cooper once said, women desire a man who, who, who can be civilized, but he could turn into a lethal weapon if he, his mm-hmm. woman, or his property is being fucked over with. Yep. Jordan Peterson once said, a virtuous man isn't 
isn't a harmless man. That's a coward. A virtuous man is the man who has the capability of causing harm, but he knows how to tame it. Mm -hmm. He only causes harm whenever he needs to cause harm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whenever predicaments are dire and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what we're basically trying to say, we're not trying to say one or the other is better, but that yeah. we both complement each other. We need to complement each other. Like Drew men, was saying, men need women, women need men. Like Drew was saying, that what really stuck out with me with this list was that so that he was saying that men work off of rationality and women work off of emotion. Yes, that might be true, and and individually, a man by himself, that would be a harmful thing if he just worked off of. Um, off of his mind, out of, of logic. If he was just going off of logic all the time and negating his emotion, then he could have problems. But say he was in a stable relationship with his wife who complimented him and who uh, helped him. Like, say he, there was a problem and he stated it. He, the man would want to act out of logic and rationality, yeah. but the woman would be like, hey, well, you got to listen to your heart. Maybe she'll say something that'll help yeah. him feel something and maybe change his mind maybe to a better decision, you know. So it's it's a working together, you know. It's We're not saying one or the other is better, but we mm-hmm. need to work together and know who we really are and know what we need. And it's often said too, bro, that, that women are more intuitive and more socially calibrated mm-hmm. than that type of man. Mm-hmm. Like I said, bro, I remember one time we were talking about this in horror movies and in paranormal movies. The directors and producers, they always choose the woman to have the role to first, to, to first and foremost tell the man, like, hey, I think something is wrong with our house. Mm. I, think, I think there's a ghost in here. Mm-hmm. But the man is always, uh, you know, uh, shaming his woman, telling her, no, why are you fucking thinking like this? This isn't a fucking illusion. You're not fucking dreaming. This is real life. This is facts, logics. And that's the curse of man. We go through logic and rational thinking. But women think outside of the box through that third eye, the, the intuition, their, their, their third eye, their, their, their feelings, their intuition. They, they can access that more than a man could. So they're the first and foremost uh, people in the household to say no. I think I think there's a ghost in here or a spirit. Mm-hmm. They sense it. Mm-hmm. Women are more perceptible. To yeah, that but type men of men don't have that innate ability. That's why men need women for that role to say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, this guy, these friends aren't good for you. I sense they're 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 not really good for you. Mm-hmm. I would back off of them. W- women have that social cali. In other words, uh, I think it was and- I think it was Andrew Tate that said this too off of that podcast. He said, "If you get a man in the room, you know, yeah, you know, he-, he can't sense much, you know, unless it's really sensitive, intuitive, you know. And you have some men like that. Don't get me wrong, but women, you place them in the room, they could sense shit. They're really socially calibrated. They could sense." You know, which man is a creep, who's really confident, who's really insecure. Once you talk to them, women could pick up on your vibe instantly. Women just have that innate ability. They could pick up on you, whereas a man, you know, I mean, I mean, they're just fucking clueless to shit like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so when you were saying that, it's like I see it now as a way that we men, we carry certain sensors on our on our mind and, and our body. And women carry other certain sensors and together... If we walk the path, we can help each other. And, and that's where the word woman really comes from. We're the helper of the man. God created the woman to be a helper because the man by himself, 
yeah, he could live, but he wasn't complete. So he made the woman out of him, part of him to complete him. And together they can, they can be a strong, powerful force and continue. But um, yeah, that was a pretty good article right there, Drew. And um, I like this format where we're more concise and sticking t- kind of to a topic. And you bring uh, quotes about things that relate to this topic. And I'll bring something up. And we talked about studies, too. But um, I really like this. Is there any kind of closing remarks that, that you wanted to talk about, Drew? Well, Drew went to take a piss, so I'm just pretending he's here. But uh, I want to end with this song. It's called Pure Comedy. It's a song that um, I discovered off of the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Is this artist, and his name is Father John Misty. And I really like him because he's really different from regular mainstream artists. He, he really writes songs that make you think. And this song, Pure Comedy, it's basically about the comedy of man and how hilarious our situation that we're in, where we have these conundrums and paradoxes in our life. And they're hilarious, but they were made like that in a way. And he throws some jabs at God, but he's really, he really believes in God. And he's just pushing people to question and think about. But that's the song we're going to close with is Pure Comedy by Father John Misty. And Drew, you were out there taking a piss. Um, did you have anything closing remarks you wanted to say about this whole thing? Um, no, no. Um, basically, uh, I've been studying the, the decline in testosterone from, from men for like half a year. Uh, me and you both shared this common topic, bro. Uh, supposedly, men back the, back in the nineteen fifties, their testosterone levels uh, at around the age of sixty five equate to a young man's testosterone levels today mm-hmm. between the ages of twenty to twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have a lot of publications out there, media. Stuff out there being pushed to encourage men to embrace their so-called feminine side mm-hmm. and embrace their feelings and how about women are choosing liberal men or feminine men or and so forth. So, I mean, obviously what I can see is that there is a certain task to feminize men. And what I could concur, I mean, what I can accurately see is that a government it's more likely to impose tyranny on a society vulnerable. And what makes a community or society vulnerable is without their backbone, without a good masculine man. Mm-hmm. A robber will invade a family or a household. More likely, whenever he finds out the father isn't there, he finds weakness. I'm, guys, this isn't about um, we, uh, women or men or weak, but... Throughout history, it's always been like this. Uh, criminals will invade a household whenever they find out that the father or the husband isn't there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's always been that way. And it's in the Bible, too. Yeah. The, and the ruler will kill all the men, the mm-hmm. people that are going to become men. That way they have a, uh, yeah. they can quickly take over a population. Because if you don't have the men to protect, it's easier. And Jesus Christ himself said, too, that a house can't, can't stand whenever it, it, it's, it's divided. Mm-hmm. But all throughout movies, too, all throughout history, guys, I'm not, like I said, men and women complement each other. We can't compete. That, that's just not common sense. That's just, I mean, it, like for animals, you know, you get certain animals that are different from, from another. 
they belong in the same animal kingdom, just like men and women. We, we, we all belong to human beings, but we were all made for different purposes. You can compare a man to another man who's more masculine or not. That's more fair. But a man to a woman or a woman to a man, there's just no way because we all have our own. Uh, we're all hardwired a different way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this whole division of the family unit and, and, and reversing gender roles and 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 going against biology, mother nature. I mean, this may be why so many people are confused, depressed, because we're, you're going against your own desire, your own innate mm-hmm. desire, which you should embrace. Mm-hmm. Embrace, embrace, embrace the sexuality, embrace the aggression, but use it in a good way. That, that was beautiful. So let's go ahead and close with that. <clears throat> with the song again, it's Pure Comedy by Father John Misty. And, and send me, follow me. I'm on Instagram. I'm sure you already do. That's where I post most of this promote this podcast so follow me i'm truth in media on instagram and if you like the song send me a message i'll, I'll respond to anyone and, and let me know what this song make, makes you think because i, I really want to know so uh i want to close with this know thyself improve thyself find the others and then you'll know what to do peace Man stars like this Our brains are way too big For our mother's hips And so nature, she devised This alternative We emerge half-formed And hope whoever greets us on the other end is kind enough to fill us in and babies that's pretty much how it's been ever since now the miracle of birth leaves a few issues to address Like say that half of us are periodically iron deficient So somebody's gotta go kill something While I look after the kids I do it myself, but what? Are you gonna get this thing? It's milk He says as soon as he gets back from the hunt It's hard not to fall in love with something so helpless Ladies, I hope we don't end up regretting this Till the part where they start to believe They're at the center of everything And some all-powerful being And doubt this horror show of meaning 
They worship themselves, yet they're totally obsessed. With risen zombies, celestial virgins, magic tricks. These unbelievable outfits, and they get terribly upset. When you question their sacred texts, written by a woman hating epileptics. Their languages just serve to confuse them Their confusion somehow makes them more sure They build fortunes poisoning their offspring And hand out prizes when someone packed insecure where did they find these goons they elected to rule them? What makes these clowns they idolize so remarkable? These mammals are hell-bent on fashioning new gods So they can go on being godless animals Peace.